Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, my name is Amy, coming in hot fire. Got hot tan, fake tan in a can, that's my man. Everyone around me want to pay me, saying Amy, Amy, Amy. I can't date you, I'm busy. You look like shit, you look fucking fizzy. I don't know what that means, but Cooper's beer, fuck that scene. I do what? I fucking want, I look like a thought, I'm looking hot, twerking, twerking, working hard, bleached blonde hair, you're my c- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Modern Australian Underground podcast. I'm your host, Christina Papp. And on the show today, I'll be talking to Amy Taylor and Gus Roma, who both play in popular pub punk rock band, Amal and the Sniffers. Amal and the Sniffers started around the end of 2015 and quickly gained traction throughout the local Melbourne indie rock scene. They self-released a demo cassette titled Giddy Up in early 2016, were booked for a few gigs and their tunes started to spread throughout Australia. In early 2017, they self-released a second cassette titled Big Attraction, which blew up with the hit I'm Not a Loser bringing them international recognition. The Big Attraction cassette was re-released through Burger Records later in the year, and both cassettes were pressed to vinyl and released as a 12-inch at the start of 2018 through Melbourne's Homeless Records label. They've since gone on to extensively tour North America and Europe, released a few singles, and in 2019, released their debut and self-titled LP, Amal and the Sniffers. I wanted to sit down with Amy and Gus and talk about going from being a local band like so many others to what seems like basically overnight blowing up and having extensive international tours booked, hitting the runway in Milan with Gucci, winning an ARIA Music Award, ARIA being the Australian Recording Industry Association for those listening outside of Australia, as well as several Music Victoria Awards. We go into their perspectives on their lives as just regular young people in the local music scene trying to have a beer, but constantly aware of being known and watched by the faceless world outside of their local pub and how it's affected them socially and mentally. We had a really fun conversation and I want to thank Amy and Gus for coming in and chatting with me, as well as thank you for listening. Side note, Modern Australian Underground now has tote bags. The money made off them goes into keeping this podcast alive, so please pick one up via lulusmelb.com. We're going to open the show with a track, This Is Pleasure Forever, the first song off their first release, right here on the Modern Australian Underground.
Oh, yeah. So I hope you don't mind me asking this, but tell me about the circumstances around how you guys got approached by Gucci. Because <laughs> it's cool. Isn't it like, crazy? Hey, you got a bunch of like, yeah, you like got to dress up and take a bunch of photos and you got a bunch of free shit, right? I'm a model. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a crazy experience. Yeah. Um, I actually don't really know. We, for like, yeah, Surfbot were really close with like Amelie and Sniffers for a while. Yeah, like at the time, like we were, Surfboard and us were like quite close and mm. I had a friendship with Danny, And she, so she's like in the fashion world a bit more in America and she'd do, like done stuff with Gucci before, I think. And so there was like heaps of, because we were playing gigs together, there was, she was like posting about us on her Instagram. So I'm going to say that through that, they were kind of like, oh, what is this weird band? But they're like literally, I think they just like hit us up and were like. They just oh. emailed us one day and we're just like come to Sicily in a week and a half and do this campaign. Holy crap. How crazy is that? <laughs> so sick. It's really yeah. psycho. Especially like being like, come to Sicily. I'm like, I would go to Sicily like even it was, if it wasn't a Gucci thing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. sure, I'll go to Sicily. It was really <laughs> fucking out there. Like so fully bizarre. like flew business class, which was so sick by the way. Yeah. Um, Pretty good. Wait, what's what's better, first class or business I class? I think first is better. No, business class is still But good. business was sick. Like <laughs> yeah. you could get a meal anytime. Yeah. There was steak sandwiches. Wow. There was like a little <laughs> cocktail. They had tomato and sriracha sauce. But I tell you what, in cattle me- class they <laughs> don't have the fucking – I can call it cattle now. <laughs> That's what my dad calls it. But in cattle class, like they don't have – Sources. It's like, give me wow, a condiment. You can't, I can't no, sure. about that, hey. I, oh. You can rig the system by oh, like. Oh, man, the scrambled eggs are so gross. The oh. ones that have Bloody Marys come through. You say, hey, um, can I just get a bit of Tabasco on my eggs? Because uh. they have Bloody Mary Tabasco. Anyway. They've got it all. That's like you the can... trick if you're in business class. No, that's the oh, trick in, if you're in, in cattle class. Ah, yeah, yeah. oh, right. Okay, good. <laughs> you can get anything you want anytime on business class. Yeah. Speaking of those steak sandwiches that Amy said, I had one, but I vomited it up because – we were in the lounge before that. It was the first time being in a lounge. Mm. So I sampled every cocktail from the menu. <laughs> oh, yeah, got, the lounge is Are they crazy? Yeah, it was all oh, free. Man. Like I have this big cocktail menu at the bar. Everything's free. Well, then you're not to blame. Yeah, yeah so I got, I got the mega lounge, fucked up like before a, I got on the buffet, plane. And yeah. they have like a cocktail bar you just get a cocktail at. You don't have to pay. How weird is that? Uh, but you can get there too. That's how the other side live. This is amazing. <laughs> so wild. It felt really fucking insane. to me though. Like I have such a weird relationship with like money and I felt like I was in hell even though it was like the nicest place. You know when you're like in somewhere nice yeah. and it's like uncomfortable because it's like it should be, you should enjoy it and you like deeply want to be like enjoy it. But I was like, I was like this is so uncomfortable. And like I was trying to like. <laughs> Act like poised and like rich. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's chill. But like, I'm not. I can't. But it's like rich people want to look like like um poor. They, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so you yeah. guys are like in with rich people. <laughs> yeah, we're like really rich. They're it like, like costs a lot of money to look poor nowadays. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Pretty funny, us crew like rolling in, just like being pretty drunk and pretty loud. Yeah, and just everyone kind of just turning around, just like who the fuck are these people? <laughs> yeah, really funny. Not it was such well. a funny experience. And then yeah, we like got to fucking. Oh, it was really crazy. Like it makes me feel like I'm lying. It was so crazy. But like, and I also I'm like, am I lying? But we like got there or whatever, and they had rented out this whole. Well, one we got there, and there was like a private driver at the at the place at yeah. the airport, and like picked us up. Did he have a sign? I can't remember. I think he had a sign. It would have. It would have. Yeah. 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 And then he, um, they like drove us to this like crazy hotel. Like it was a huge hotel that's usually closed for the season, but Gucci like hired it out. But because we got there first, it was like just us in this literally huge fucking gorgeous hotel yeah. in like this like vineyard and shit. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I felt like a gangster. It was really cool. <laughs> um, 
And then, so you're just going to get like, was there Hennessy? Then you would have been like in I was too scared paradise. to ask. I, was, I didn't know if I had to like pay for stuff at the bar. And I was like too scared. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, we were hell jet lagged as well. We were there for yeah. like a day or two before anybody else rocked up. And just like kind of rolling around, rolling around this empty hotel at like six in the morning. Just like, it's kind of fucking scary. It, the fashion world, yeah, it was quite intimidating as well. Because it's like, I don't think any of us have ever considered ourselves as like, like fashion crew, like even like good looking crew, really. So it's like we got there and we're like, whoa, this is pretty intimidating. Mm. I was like actually surprised by how nice like the staff were and like just like normal people it kind of was. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, it was like, I, you know, it was really intense from like literally, like, literally, like I joke about it, but it's literally like from Kmart to Gucci. It's like we had no like middle ground to like ease into it. And yeah, it was just totally. like, bow, bow, here we go, baby. We, we had fucking no money. So it was just the two of you guys, yeah? No, the first time in Sicily, that was the whole band. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. so you went a second time. Then, <laughs> and then, like, maybe. <laughs> they wanted us back. <laughs> yeah. Three or four weeks later, Amy right. and I did Fashion Week in Milan. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we walked the catwalk. Are you serious? Yeah. That's insane. It was so nerve-wracking because I think it's like, you know, like with the band, it's like I just get to be me and that's like I'm not looking for anyone else to, like, give approval. Like, it's not, yeah. I don't owe anyone anything. It's just like, this is me and this is what I feel like doing. This is what I want to express. And which is super lucky because like not everyone can express themselves, but that's kind of what the band is. Mm. But then doing something like, like a catwalk in Milan for Gucci. It's like, I'm employed. It's like, I have to do a good job for someone because it's like, I've been employed and I want to do a good job. And it's not my like territory at all. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I can't just be, like, I could have just been Amy. But it's like I wanted to be like a model. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I'm like around all these like beautiful models and like they're all experienced. It's like I want to be a model. It's like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I can't just be like crazy punk gamey. Also, it's like walking in heels. I literally had never walked in heels before. So it's yeah. like I was trying to practice and like I didn't know how to walk in heels and like I'm short and stuff and like trying to like catch up with the models. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like really fast paced. It was really fast. And the ground was made out you of. You get to practice? Like. I asked to practice, but it was on carpet. But the actual catwalk was a mirror. Oh my God. And then God. the roof was a mirror and the walls were mirrors. And it had just like strobe lights with this fucking daunting like ha, 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 music. Yeah. And like we did like practice runs around it. And they were like, keep up, keep up, keep oh, up. Oh yeah, that guy like, was Don't look fucked. at that camera. Don't look in that yeah, camera. And I remember like. Screaming at you. For one of the practices, I was like walking along and like a corner came and like I was like really nervous, like robot walking. And then like the camera section came and I like glanced at them and they all just laughed. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I was so nervous on the actual day. Like, who's that chick the devil wears Prada? What's her name? Anna Winter. Anna Winter was like there and she like right next to my face. And I was like, this is intense. And, like, they all said, like, because I got little titties, but they, like, binded my titties down so I like, couldn't breathe properly. They wanted me to look like I had little less titties, which is fine, but I, I couldn't breathe and it was very stressful. Damn, the whole time, crazy. like, in my head, I was like, okay, what am I going to do to, like, not have a panic attack and shit while I'm, like, literally on the fucking, like, big You should have asked the models what they were taking. Well, they were like, oh, it's chill, like, it's fine. Because they were all really good at it. Like, They're that's all their world. kids that have, like, well, like, kind of, we were – like the oldest crew there, except for like one other guy. Are you guy. serious? How old are you guys? So whack. We were like, I'm 23. I'm 25. We were like 23 at the time. And like the oldest person I think I met was 22. Yeah. And then they were like 18, 19 year olds. Yeah. Or like other people that I've met at other times. And it's just like. What is this world? Just like, yeah, like just fucking children. And they've been scouted when they were like, you know, however 15 old. 15 shit, like on the street, wherever they're from in like mainly Europe. Yeah. And it's just like, that's all they've ever done is just like just model that's gonna be so weird from when they get to like older and stuff i've had like friends who are models like really young and they get to like 20 and it's like you're too old and they're like whoa 
That's yeah. intense, you know. I know. That's insane. It's super, super fucking weird. And because yeah. it's like even like on another – when I was doing another thing for Gucci, like I didn't – like this other thing in Paris. And because like this – Yeah, Gus did uh, one like by himself. There's like a, right. a model's, model's bread and butter <laughs> is just waiting because you're just there for a week and you might shoot once or twice in the week, well, which will take an hour. Like in sandwiches you, you, or something. you just you just sit there in robes, pretty much. You just sit there in robes for hours and what like, the and, hell? like on hours on end. It's such and like a weird meeting, hell, meeting yeah. some of the crew, and it's just like it's kind of fucked up. It's just like these, like, yeah, just children. There's like can barely probably even speak English, and they're they're just like all like the modeling, and I'm just like, g'day, like I'm in the middle of tour right now, like fucking, what's going on? I'm Gus, you know, like I'm from Australia. Where are you from? And they're just like. So like quiet and like scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so it's bizarre. Fucking it's real weird. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, like on to backtrack, it's like, yeah, when because I was like super nervous and then I was like, what am I gonna do to like not have a panic attack or whatever? And I was like, I was like rapping Skepta because he's got that song and it's like, I used to wear Gucci, you put it all on the shelf, but that's not me. So I was like, I'll just like memorize the rap and let's rap it and just pay attention to that. So I did that and I was like, sick. And then I was done. When you were walking, when you I was mean, walking, yeah. Right. Because I feel like but my like, the video is so embarrassing. Like it's sick and I'm super proud, but I'm also like you can see the fear. You can like smell the fear on me, I reckon. <laughs> it's real funny. Yeah. It's real funny. Well, I is thought, it because everyone's taller than Amy? Is that why it's funny? No, they got like small people. It's just like even like I, like I'm holding a handbag in it and I'm wearing like I'm wearing a really big jacket down Call to my shins. <laughs> and like I walked out and I thought, because you meant to just look straight forward, I thought that my bag was flailing around. Mm. So I put my arm out and I'm kind of, I'm also wearing heels that like are too big for me. Like I'm wearing like a size too big for me loafers with like that big. And I thought the bag and I was just, I kind of like walking like a bloody penguin and I'm just, my arms just out here because the bag wasn't moving, but I thought We're it was. both were walking like penguins. Yeah. Like weirdly enough. Yeah, it's so funny and I just look so sad. Yeah, you look really. Looks like, that's the oh, move. yeah, they you also put on fake. Um, oh, fake yeah, I had tears. like, I had all these like fake tears on my face that like <laughs> it took hours to put on. And then sometimes they put it up too high and it, like cut into the eyeball. Sometimes it took like uh, hours. Why did it take so, so long? Like they just put it they kept on fucking glue? it up because I was the first person that they were doing it to. Oh my so they God. kept on fucking it up trying to get it right. And then they did it to a bunch <laughs> of other people. But just, yeah, just sitting there and like, but yeah, it's pretty funny. That's a great story. <laughs> We've had some whack experiences. Like been around the block, eh? Hey. Yeah. Done some pretty fucking wild shit. So Sounds wild. like you got thrown in the deep end for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> Would you go back? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm a model. Yeah. I don't think they want me anymore though. Oh, you don't know. I've cut my locks off. Uh, I've cut my locks off. I don't think they want me. Grow it back. I'm too old now. I'm too old. Oh, I'm yeah. 25 now. I'm way too old for that shit. <laughs> Did you have the fear of like, did you like because I there's so many movies where they like walk the catwalk and then they just like kind of stumble in their heels. I was 200 sure I was gonna cock it. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna slip because I was like, I don't know. I literally can't walk in heels even to this date. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, was, but that, you got the thick heels with like the you thick got heels. The, I can do. Okay, yeah, but yeah. even then, I'm like pretty like, and especially because I got the wonky knee in that. So it's like. I was literally like, I'm in my head. I was like, okay, this is what's gonna happen, Amy. You're gonna cark it, and then you're just gonna go full punk mode, and you're just gonna have to like get hectic and like kind of like crawl and start running or something. Like you're just gonna have to lead <laughs> yeah. into it. Life's yeah. full of surprises. That's what's exciting, though. It's like if that can happen, I'm kind of like, oh, anything actually is fucking can happen. Well, yeah, totally. Like I mean, you kind of started a solo career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gus did with his modelling. <laughs> 
No, but I mean, you would like um, sleep in mods. Oh, and yeah. Then, um, oh, I'm Boys. so pumped on that. I love yeah. those bands heaps. So, yeah, that's pretty sick. Actually, yeah, I have a I have a question about that. Yeah. So I was going to say, you know how Didi Ramon was like, he did the Ramones and then he had a short-lived rap career? <gasps> but, like, the question was, like, I was like, so Didi Ramon had a short-lived rap career after the Ramones, which didn't last long and he eventually went back to punk. I was like, what are your plans for the future of your solo career? I love rap music. I was, <laughs> If I, in a heartbeat, I, I'd fucking rap every day all day. Literally, yeah. that's like the main thing, I reckon. Amy's the only person I know who can like freestyle. Mm. So, you know, it's some fucking party or some shit and like a bunch of drunk dickheads just like and just like just do the worst freestyles. Yeah. Amy is the only person I know that can actually just does it and she just gets in. And she just lights everyone up. Just yeah. like nobody's safe. She'll absolutely. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Just, just fucks everyone up. And yeah. it's fucking so fresh. Nothing brings me more joy than to rap. come from different spaces you're from Hobart yeah yeah and you're from wait I wrote it I'm down. from Malambimba yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um do you remember the circumstances around like seeing your first flyer to go to like a show like in your respective towns not really like for me I went to like I went to one death metal gig in grade eight and I was like, oh, this is a bit scary. Did you have the hair for it? No. Oh, yeah, I did actually. Well, I had, yeah, I had long hair. Um, and I was like, you know, like playing in like little high school bands with my friends and stuff. I went to that and I was like, fuck, this is pretty scary. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wasn't really into it. And then it was psychroptic for any for any Tasmanian <laughs> in, in Tasmanian metalheads out there listening. What does that word mean? I think they hit it pretty big. I don't know, some metal shit. Um, but then after that, I kind of like I lost interest in music for like a really long time. Yeah. And then going to the pub was just going to the pub to drink with my mates was what got me into going to shows again. Mm. And like then afterwards playing in bands. Like 
I was just at the pub drinking with my mates and there was just always shows on and shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, fucking, you know, just here for cheap beers or whatever. And mm. then it's like just gradually start going and start like enjoying it mm. and getting into it that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my – I don't know if I saw flyers. Like because, yeah, Marlon Bimby is pretty small and it's like kind of like hippie kind of crew or whatever. Where is Marlon Bimby? Is that near it's, Byron it's Bay? It's near Byron, yeah. So yeah. it's like near there. But Byron had this thing called BBHC, which was Byron Bay Hardcore. Mm. And I remember I had a friend at the time. We're not – like I haven't seen her in like years. I have no idea anything. But I had a friend at the time called Laura. And just when I was about 13 or 14, she took me along to like a hardcore show in Lismore, which is like – and I was like, fuck, this is so sick. Like it, like everyone was like punching each other and like, you know, it was like just everyone was like angry and shit. And I was like, whoa, this is really, really sick. So then I just kind of like went along to a lot of that kind of stuff. Like there was like all ages shows and like there was this thing called the Yak, which was like a youth centre mm. where they like had like gigs come through there. And they're always really small, you know, like small bands would play to like 40 people and sometimes they'd be like up to 100. But it was, yeah, I just really loved it and like loved the kind of atmosphere and stuff like that and, like, you know, pushing people and, and stuff. Was it more that, like, Parkway Drive kind yeah, of scene? Kind of yeah, kind of Parkway Drive. Like, there was, like, Amity Affliction, but then there was, like, you know, like, there was, like, a band called 50 Lions, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, like, that they're kind part of, of that. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I never knew any of the bands and it's, like, I'd listen to them a little bit, like, on my, like, iPod or whatever, but mainly I just liked, like, the kind of, like, socialising and I mm. like that you could, like, socialise and, like, I have so much energy and, like, it was such a sick place to, like, get rid of energy and, like, be around people but I didn't necessarily have to, like, hold a conversation. It was just, like, yeah, it was, like, being around people and, like, being included in something without having to ever know anyone's face or name really. Yeah. Which is kind of sick. Like, even though <laughs> I'd get, like, dropped off by my mum and, like, get picked up by my mum at, like, 11. But it was still, <laughs> like, sick. I don't know. I just really liked it. Music isn't, like, a pop quiz for me and it's, like, I don't know, like, fun facts about bands and I don't know, like, the name of like singers of bands, the guitarists of bands, like I don't know any fucking thing about no shit. But I like music and I like I like live shows and like I like listening to shit. But it's not like it's not like a I'm not studying it. I'm yeah, just like enjoying yeah. it and experiencing it. And yeah. it's like I actually know fuck about fuck, but it works for me. When you moved into this share house in St Kilda, right? Did you, any of you guys know each other? Um, yeah, cause I moved down, I moved down and lived in Laverton with like Bryce, who's the current drummer and Callum, who's our first bass player. Mm. Um, and then we moved from Laverton to St Kilda and then I, Declan moved in at some stage. So Gus is our second bass player, but he's been in the band. We've been in the band for like five, six years. Yeah. I'm and com- Callum was in for like one. So I'm coming up on four years at the moment. All right. Yeah, but I grew up, like, I met Bryce when I was, like, 13 or 14, again, like, up home because he's from Lennox Head, which is, like, a similar area, like, super coastal vibes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't know him well at all, but, like, I knew Callum quite well. Um, and then, yeah, just moved in together and started playing like that, really. So why did you choose, like, St Kilda or, like, the south side to move when, like, there's more of, like, a, maybe, like, it's a different punk scene on the north side, I guess, but... I think as well it wasn't like a driving factor. Like, again, like I didn't know there was like a scene or whatever and like I didn't really know much about local Melbourne bands and hmm. uh, I didn't really know anything. It was just kind of like, oh, St Kilda, that's closer to the city. Like when I moved hmm. to Laverton, I was like, whoa, Melbourne's crazy. But I was like, it's not like I thought it would be. But like yeah. I didn't really go to gigs when I lived out there and I was like, whoa, yeah, there's like a, a big Coles here. Like that's cool. <laughs> like a train station I can walk to. That's pretty out there. Yeah. And then moved to St Kilda and I was like, whoa, Melbourne's really hectic. Like I didn't really realise what there was because it was like I was just scratching the surface, like just like a kid kind of being like, oh, cool, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then once we moved to St Kilda, it's like I'd go to gigs like four nights a week and it's, I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. That's like Northside's popping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a classic thing as well from like from people I've talked to is like to move down and like go to St Kilda and be like, oh, yeah, it's like I was from the coast. Like it's near the coast. Like how good is this? Like but yeah, oh, yeah. and then like I Kilda, feel like eventually yeah. you kind of like integrate and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this is what's sick and that's what's sick. And St Kilda has its merits too like we are talking about before. It's like just a real like – like in Fran and stuff, like a real kind of ray of crew. But, yeah, yeah, it's like it's just nice to be close to stuff, definitely. So how long were you in St. Kil- like why did you move to the north side then? Um, and, like, which which one do you prefer? I moved to the north side. I can't remember why. I think I was just done at that house. Like I lived there for two years or something. But this was like you're, like, living with your bandmates. Living with our bandmates. And I think it was just intense, like just, like, personal stuff with, like, between crew and, like, there was like other people living in the house too, hmm. and I think I was just like, I'm gonna move out and like try. Yeah, some didn't other you stuff. all move? Like the lease was done or something. Yeah, and then I think like the lease was you, like ending. You all moved. Yeah, I can't. Where did you move after? Because I remember like Bryce I went did, to Balaclava. I moved around heaps that year. Like I was just like subletting for about like a year. I think I'd moved like five times in a year. But I think I crashed with you in for a bit in Coburg. I lived yeah. in Clifton Hill. Like I subletted there, which was sick. When I still worked at um, Cold and Print, actually, and I yeah. walked to work, like just there, wait, yeah, 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 just oh yeah, 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 uh, right. Yeah, it's like a scoop. I used to work at Scoop and Way, which is you know the nut section. <laughs> so it's like I, I was like a Scoop and Way girl. So <laughs> you kind sick. of like um, the Scoop like, and like nuts. a company rep, uh, company rep. So you'd go in, yeah, and you'd like tidy up the nut section, and you'd refill what needed. You'd like <laughs> flip them around. You'd wash the canisters, and you'd have to wear like a little hat and a little vest and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> Super crazy. Fine for what it was, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd snack all the time. Yeah. Like, I wasn't meant to, but girl, <laughs> I love those apricots. <laughs> but, yeah, I moved to Clifton Hill for a bit. I uh, lived with Gus and Coburg for a bit, and then I hurt my knee, and it was, like, all upstairs. So I moved in with my sister for, like, two weeks. What would you do to your knee? I tore the cartilage in it. Your knee works pretty well for someone. Like, just judging by your stage performance, like, works pretty well. It's back with a vengeance. Yeah. yeah I did it on stage. I, like, did, like, a slight drop. With like boots on, and then I just felt like this mad tear, and I was like, "Oh, that's bad." Yeah. And then like stayed up all night, and I was like to the boys, I was "Like guys, like I think something's really wrong." And they're kind of like, "Yeah, nah, whatever." And then and then went yeah went back to our friend's house, and I was just like in so much pain. I stayed up all night, just like tearing. I was like, "What's going on?" Oh, like I mean, yeah. it's good that you're getting your throat shit done. Yeah. Because I feel like like I mean, pretty much everything you do relies on it right now. Yeah, literally. <laughs> also, yeah, it's like it's because I've always had troubles with my voice, just because I'm not trained in any way, and like I just like rip it to shreds I, I think I'm just prone to like lose it but yeah. um yeah I can like hear that my voice is like deeper and hectic and stuff so I'm like it's time to fix it yeah sometimes I've literally been like can't even like muster up like a like a little whimper and then like I'm just like fuck it I gotta do it and I can like do the set but then like trying to talk to people I'm like hey how's it <laughs> yeah. There's nothing afterwards. Before or after, there'll be like days of just like literally like of just like, like hand days. signals and like <laughs> face signals and mouthing words, and then like absolutely like fucks shit up on stage. It's pretty, it's so devastating. I'm like kind of just want to like chat with people. Like I'm like a pretty chatty person, and yeah. then it's like I'm like stuck in my fucking flesh prison. Yeah, but yeah, operation will be sick. Just like lays, it's like a cyst or whatever. So it's like, but I think I talk through my throat. Right. Like actually, I think I need to be more like nasally and like talk like more like that <laughs> because I think it like protects you. But, like, right? Really? <laughs> Did you like like I mean, do you have like a vocal coach now that's like telling you this shit, or is this like all WebMD or something? Well, <laughs> 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 well, um, yeah, I 
like I had like some vocal singing lessons because I was like I need like help and I like like singing so I want to like figure this out. Mm. But then yeah, before the operation, I've had to have like a couple of like because they're like sometimes you can like fix the cyst by like um, uh, just like doing little things like going like really? like massages it. Right. But she was like, this isn't helping. You need. And I was like, yeah, I'm down for that. But she was kind of telling me like you should talk more like nasally. And I was like full doing like little warm ups and stuff, but I yeah, just yeah. I just cooked it still. Like, That's chill. I watched like a bunch of your interview videos. Do you ever get like when you're on tour and you have to do these interviews, do you ever get tired of talking about yourself? 99% of the time the interviews are so bog standard and shocking. And like even like we copped it on the last – well like the first album we released, we were on tour so we were doing like so much press for it. Mm -hmm. And so you'd be rocking up to a venue every day overseas and it'd be like two photo shoots, two, three interviews every day for however long and it's so rare that you get an interview that's like even like beginning to be like interesting or engaging yeah and something that's like because once you, you get that and you have like a good conversation and it's like cool yeah and it's like oh fuck yeah that was sick like you know yeah like you actually asked like 
like insightful questions. That's not just like, oh yeah, how'd you get your start? Like, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, cool. I'm just gonna delete a couple of questions. <laughs> it's like all of that, and it's like, fuck. Yeah, I think it's kind of just like uncomfortable and like a weird kind of um, social interaction because, like, on tour, I don't really socialize that much because I have like I always lose my voice, and so then like. Intern, it kind of looks like the only socializing I have is like interviews. Mm. And it's just a weird way to like interact with humans because mm. you're kind of like, oh, these are like real kind of like surface level chats, which is sick. And like, I'm sure people want to listen to that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it doesn't you, feel real. It doesn't feel real. And then it's like, I feel like there's probably more in my brain that I could share if like, if it was like prompted. But it's like, it's just funny. And it's, it's easy to just be lazy with it and just like give the same answer every time. But it's also kind of fun because it makes you think about stuff creatively. Like if you are asked the same thing constantly, you're kind of like, oh, wait, what else happened that day? <laughs> you're like, oh, what do I actually think about that? Because you kind of want to say more and like make it interesting. So you're like, it's a bit of like a weird monotonous challenge or something. Yeah. I think um somebody asked, oh, I think there's like a couple of funny things. Like someone asked where you got the name and I think like Hilltop Hood's nosebleed section, they're like, What's that lyric? And they're talking about like this is for the punks. They're like, sniffing. Yeah, it's like keep sniffing. That <laughs> keep shit sniffing. is, that that shit is, is for, for the punks. punks. And so it's like that was like, oh yeah, that's how we came up with the name because like we're punks, we sniff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just like dumb shit like that. <laughs> is it difficult that like do you feel like like if you guys do an interview, you're it's always you and one of the guys, right? Does that get tiring? Um, like, is it's never like. You and Declan or... Yeah. Like, I mean, majority of the time, whoever's doing it, like, they want Amy. Yeah. And then they'll, second of all, like, want Declan. Okay. And then... Oh, good for you. I mean, yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go straight <laughs> too often. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's not... Why Declan? Is it because he's a guitarist? It's because he's a guitar player. Yeah. Mm. They'd want the two main people, mm. yeah. so to speak. I think the other weird thing with interviews is, like, you know, it's like I don't really – I never really thought before I spoke or anything, but now it's like you kind of have to be conscious of shit because once you say something, it's like in time forever and like you're like – you know, unless you're like super mm. comfortable with where you're at and shit, it's like you get judged on stupid shit you just like say, especially if you're like exhausted, like on tour and you're just like bugging and like in a weird headspace, you like say something and it's kind of like a mark next to your name forever and that. Yeah. Like even if it's nothing even intense, like if you're just like, oh, I fucking like hate human beings. Like and then it's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, I actually don't. It's just like the mood I'm in and that. You have a pretty like, and it's a good thing, like you have like a posy demeanor, you know, but it's like not everyone's posy all the time. And if you feel flat, like if people are watching, I feel like then they're going to be like, oh, like it's like yeah. they don't want to see you like that. You yeah. Know? And maybe it's in my head, but I feel like in general people like hypercritical of people in the press and that. And it's like, no, nah, I'm just like a human like saying dumb shit and that's chill. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Because I watched like an early interview with you guys um, doing the one on Sin FM before you guys did the launch. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you're like, fuck, oops, that... I don't mean to swear. Oops, I don't mean to swear. And then, like, later on, like, I watched some interviews saying, like, fucking this, fucking that. Yeah, like... yeah, Because <laughs> it's super nerve-wracking. Like, and the way that, like, I was trying to do interviews was, like, job interviews where you're, like, trying to, like, you know, like, that's the only experience we'd had with interviews, or at least myself. So it's, like, yeah. the only way you're, like, doing it is being, like, yeah, I'm really, like, arrive on time and, like, you're trying to, like, sell yourself to the, like, because you want the job, but then you like at some point it flicked in my head. I was like, wait, this isn't that. Like I can just say whatever I want. Yeah. As well because like, you know, we're pretty young. Like we're babies in this game of things. So it's like when we started, it's like I was like, I don't know, 20 or whatever when we did that first interview. So it's like just a different brain set as well. You're yeah. just kind of like, oh, fuck, I don't know, I can't. But I also feel like um, people like you being your authentic self, you know, and that's like something that is like really engaging and why – 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's sure. not like it's just like a persona or whatever. You're just like, oh, I like doing what I'm doing and I like to chuck a mosh and <laughs> like the chuck a mosh. Oh, I love a chuck a mosh. I mean, it sounded like 2019 you guys toured a shit ton, right? Yeah. That, that was yeah. the year like yeah. yeah. 2018, 19, but 19 was the real the real fucking hard one. Yeah. Where we absolutely smashed it. Yeah. Punched it real hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like get sore hands and wrists and shit playing guitar and stuff. But like yeah, like you said, it's like you're singing and then you want to talk to people. Yeah. You just can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're like forced to like just be antisocial and stuff. So it's like I feel like, you know, like tours fucking like you shared that fucking funny thing on Instagram with like the guy talking about tour. Oh, which one was that? It was that? like recent. Like I just saw it the other day, and it was like this guy being like, "I fucking hate Tua." And oh, like, dude, that was Mikey Young. Oh, Mikey. oh, was it? Yeah, that was like so because yeah. I was because I did the Amy and Al thing. I was like looking at their videos, and I was like watching that one. And he's just like, "So how do you feel?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, it looks like I'm doing a good job on stage, but really, I just want to fucking die." And I was like, I laughed so I was like crying. I love that. I saw that, and I was like, "Yes, bitch, put it into words." Like, because it's literally like I love the gig part of it. I'm like, this is sick, but the rest of it, I'm literally like, "Fuck this shit." Anyway, yeah, big time. It can get real fucking cooked, especially in Amy's situation if she like can't talk and shit. Yeah, and then she's just like kind of like huddled up in a green room, like trying to fucking hide from people. Yeah. Just like drunk punishes that are just like, oh, fucking hell, I haven't fucking, I haven't seen a band as good as you since ACDC yeah. in the 70s. And you just get some, yeah, some bold fucking middle-aged white man. Yeah, that's And he's just, just like, fucking, <laughs> oh, man, haven't seen a man as good as you since the Sex Pistols. You guys are real punk. And it's like, get fucked, cunt. Like, they really fuck love off. saying that shit, They hey. love it, hey. It's like. I listen to bloody Cardi B and come back. Yeah. <laughs> We're like fine, but it's like there's so many bands like equally as good as us. It's just that like they haven't had the same amount of like exposure or whatever or like chose not to have the same amount of exposure. <laughs> yeah, they just get it. They get a couple of drinks in them and then they yeah. just want you to sign fucking like every record they have. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like in Amy's second which you can't talk and then just barge into the green room and it's just like. You're just like super it's fucking so isolating. It's so feel so entitled to do that So as well. entitled. Yeah. People are just like fucking your just, yeah, how they like get in your space yeah. and they think that you fucking owe them everything. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like two minds about it though because it's like on one hand I like really love that. Like if I didn't lose my voice, like I'd be pretty down like just like chat with people and like, oh, this is sick. They're like we're doing something that people like and that feels nice and like it's sick sign and stuff. It's like, oh, it's super flattering. But on the other hand it's like, you know, like I've only got a certain amount of energy and, like, I've only got a certain amount of, like, social fucking currency and it's, like, I do need to, like, yeah. reserve that and, like, be a sane human. But it at the same like- time, it's, like, I don't want to be a cunt but in some places you just have to be because you're, like, I just want to chill or, like, oh, yeah. I just want to, like, catch up with this person or, like, or, you no, know. Like, totally. You know, that it's, you like, can't super, be like, people at once, you know. Yeah, because it's got, like, it's sick but it's also, like, yeah. I think yeah. it's just overwhelming too, like, because – like I, I can socially like chat and chat, but it's like I actually also really struggle like socially and, and like to like maintain friendships properly and like all that kind of stuff. But it's like people just yeah. expect that it's like super crazy for me because I like literally my face is like resting smiley face. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also yeah. I think back to like the old crew kind of thing. I think like there is definitely like a bunch who are supportive, but at the same time it's like I think a lot of them are surprised as well because they had this idea about us like that we're like, a certain kind of person, but they're surprised when we kind of like drop in on like political like ideas and stuff like that. Like even if it's like something like feminism, when it's like, bitch, 
Yeah. What the fuck do you think this is? Like, I'm in a bikini, this is for me. But, like, yeah. they're surprised by, like, super subtle stuff when it's, like, this is our opinions, you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't like, want to hear it, They don't right? want to hear it. And they're like, yeah. oh, we really like you and you're such a sweetheart, but I wish you would, like, stop talking about, like, I don't know, like Indigenous rights or something like, so, like yeah. that kind of shit and you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on the day. It's like I'll either like receive, look how you're true or I'll be like pretty lippy. Yeah. <laughs> like do you ever like, like if someone goes up to her, like do you have like a third eye kind of like looking out for her? Or? I mean to an extent but also Amy can fucking like handle her own shit. Yeah. Like so good mm. and like totally trust that. It's super weird as well because it's like, yeah, because it's, we we started so young and stuff and everything's popped off for us like pretty young, mm. which is like sick or whatever, but it's also like it shapes you super weird socially because it's like that's mm. like a normal for us to be like, oh, everyone, like someone's punishing me, which like normal crew don't have to think about. And it's like shapes your brain real unhealthy like. You're like, but it's like it should be a sick thing or whatever. And then you're like, this is a weird thing. It's kind of like hard to land in a place and be like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Totally. And even like just going to the pub and just like, you know, you're just trying to have a couple of casual drinks and like people are just staring at you yeah. and you're like, are they staring at me because they know who I am mm. or are they staring at me just, I don't know, because I look different or something or, like, do they just fucking hate me? And you just have, like, no idea, even just walking down the street or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of just, yeah, it's like interacting in the world in kind of a different way. That's weird, Because yeah. you're so, you feel so much more, like, visible. Yeah. And then you don't know, don't know. And then just even just, like, yeah, people just fucking, like, shouting shit at cars at you and beeping and I'm just like, oh, fucking, like. Really? So we're like, I thought it was super weird. Like, when I moved to just Melbourne. like it is for normal women sometimes. Yeah. yeah well, I was like, it'd be funny if it was just, like, a bunch of middle-aged ladies, like, <laughs> like, just, like, gossip. Trady like, ladies. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beauticians. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm super, I'm a such a paranoid person, like, in general. Like, I's like, super, like, everyone's got ulterior motives. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, it's, totally. No, <laughs> it's heightened, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone is out to get everyone, maybe. Or maybe I'm just paranoid. Who knows? Like, I mean. It's and this like, is like zooming out in terms of like the whole world, not just. It's like, it's, it's super nice when you find like, I feel like the best kind of people are the people who are like deeply like supportive and like down for you to do whatever and like try new things. But also they are the same kind of people that will call you out if you actually are doing something that's like totally. offensive or like affecting or like. Yeah. Like just like morally wrong, like because you don't want to be like some. You don't want to be around people who are like, what? Like you did that? That's crazy! And all you did was like buy a soda that was like not five dollars, was ten dollars. Like, you know, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, yeah. just like, please call me out if I'm being a dickhead or like if yeah. I'm actually doing something that's like deeply offensive or like upsetting to you. Like I'd really want to hear it, but if I'm not, like literally, like pass away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I feel yeah. like most people are just down to learn anyway. Like in general, like. Most people just want to, like, learn and, like, be the best kind of version of themselves. Like, mm. even if they don't really think like that, I think deep down that's, like, the vibe, mm. you know. So it's, like, it's criticism's dope, but it's just, like, careful. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me on the wrong day. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. After talking about Gucci, have you been approached by like a company or a band or anyone that you haven't wanted to work with? 
Um, yeah, kind of. We've got some like weird offers. Like I'm pretty sure, but nothing heaps, like nothing intensely. Like mm. I think TikTok were like, oh, we're looking for like bands or whatever. And like vaguely like, I don't know, just like random shit like that where it's like a half offer where they're just kind of like scouting shit and it comes to our inbox and it's kind of like they haven't like specifically asked for us but we're like, nah. Like, don't it just seems like, like a generic email or something. Yeah, or it's like through like a company or whatever and they're kind of like, let's see who's interested. And then if we were to like agree, then it would like the conversation would go further but we kind of always like, meh. Yeah. And that even kind of shit thing. like, I don't know, because like half the time, well, when shit was like, you know, like 2019, for example, when shit was normal. Mm. And like you'd get like the the fucking like Rod Laver to a like those big bands and all that shit. Mm. You get a bit of that. Like I can't even Oh, what band? I'm trying Tell to, me. like I, there, there's been band? so many. John Farnham, there right? There's been there's been so many like there was I, one? I can't remember what it was though. It was like we've like, we've um, had like it's it's so long ago and so fuck like it's actually like had a fair few. Like I could be wrong. But I'm like shit, like maybe like fucking like Jane's Addiction or like Queens of the Stone Age. Or like, oh. Just like shit, like, well, like, I, I could be like totally wrong even saying that. Yeah. Because I can't really remember. There's something like that. But like that. those bands, that and it's just vibe. like that, mm. that vibe of that sort of shit. And it's like, all right, two in Australia, da da, you're on a spot. And it's like, and half the time, we, even if we wanted to, we couldn't have because we were just doing shit already. Yeah. Because yeah. shit's. Planned so far in advance. Well, that's kind of a good excuse to get out of it. Yeah, as well. <laughs> but even still, it's just like, but yeah, like kind of like a lot of that shit. Yeah, even like um, you know, because before this time last year, I think it was like March or, or maybe it was like June last year, we were meant to go on tour with like Green Day and Fallout Boy and Weezer. Are you it was like, and it's like that a European, it was like a Green European Day? stadium tour. With, and it was like Green Day headlining. <laughs> Then it was Weezer, Fall Out Boy and Us opening. Mm. So that was like fully like announced and stuff, which was like huge and sick and like fucking unreal and crazy. But I remember it was like a bit of conflict like when we were asked because we're all kind of like this is pretty hectic and stuff. Hmm. A lot of the time it's like making a decision kind of thing being like what kind of like what are we? Like what is – I think in the end it just comes down we have no idea what we're doing and we just take random shit and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Like we do heaps of stuff that's embarrassing and like not aligned with our morals and shit but we just do it for some reason like – I don't really know yet. And like not even like that. It was just like because at the start it was a super conflicting thing, like the Green Day thing. It was like, whoa, like truth, like, oh, I don't know about this. I feel like and that's like, hard because it's like you think back, you're like, oh, they were like a punk band originally. Yeah. You know, like, and you're like, but like they haven't been underground for like a long, long time. Oh, you know? Like massive. And like at the start, it was like, whoa, like fuck, I don't know about this. But then towards the end, I was like, fuck, no, nah, this is fresh. Like yeah. fucking roll fresh. it. Like yeah. it was like, it was like Fuck yeah, this is sick. I can't fucking wait for this. Damn. Like, fuck it, it's a new thing. It's a new experience. It's like doing a fucking stadium tour around Europe. This is for you, Amy. Um, I saw that you did like a cooking show, but you also (laughs) like to paint. So if you had to choose between one or the other, which one would you prefer to do? I I would definitely paint because I like paint because it's like slowing down. And, like, I can, like, use my brain and, like, listen to other stuff and, like, paint and it's just kind of fun. But cooking, I'm not very good at it and I don't know anything about it. So, like, you've been active as a band for, like, honestly, like, a shack, it's, like, been just under five years yeah. now. Like, do you ever, like, look back on, like, videos and interviews and shit and just, like, like, Cringe. how does it feel to, like, see the changes? It's intense. In such it, a I short amount of time. Well, I don't hate the past. That's a bit intense. But I guess, like I was saying at the start or whatever, it's, like, you say something or you are who you are for a second and it's just everything's, like, snapshots of that. And it's kind of like, so we kind of have like 
grown up publicly almost. It's like weird as because then you're like, oh, fuck, that's embarrassing. That's fucking embarrassing. Because I'll look at what I'm doing now. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. But Big time. it's just part of it. Big I think. time. Yeah. But come, mainly definitely like even like listening to old music and stuff. I'm like, fuck, we've done good with that. Like they're sick lyrics. But because yeah. I'm coming from a place where I think I personally reckon I've evolved and years have evolved. I like look back and I'm like, what the fuck? How do people? You just change so much. Yeah. And then like you look back and it's just like, oh, true. Like it does, it does hurt to look. But I mean, nowadays just choose or like in terms of everything, in terms of like personally, like I don't really, I don't look back at old videos. Just like I don't read reviews. I don't read anything. Like I don't read Instagram comments. I'm so like, I'm just. But there's definitely stuff where I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's pretty sick. Like that was a good show. That's cool. There's footage from that. Or like, oh, that's kind of like whatever. Like I kind of like pay that that's just what it was. So I'm like, yeah. that's sick. But then sometimes like, oh, girl, why yeah. are you wearing that? Well, it's hard because I feel like it's the past. But at the same time, you know that when you were doing that stuff, you were trying your hardest. So yeah. you can't give yourself shit, you know. Like yeah. you can't just be like at the same time being in the future you've changed since then you know yeah. so you've got to give yourself props because that's all you know at the time or whatever anyway and even still like everything you do even if you like personally you look back on the past yeah and like you cringe at it but there's still fucking back and like fuck that's cool yeah like you know they like think that what you were doing was cool and they're really into it yeah. even with like old bands like yeah, playing yeah. In, and like still have people coming up it just makes like, it sick it's like because you kind of appreciate like well i might think this is a bit How's it going or whatever now? But at the time, it's like I was super, super fucking deeply proud of that and heaps of resonated with it for like whatever reason. It's like that's fucking dope as. Who do you reckon would win in a fight, Bon Scott or Lobby Lloyd and why? Woof. Ooh, I reckon I. How, how tall do you want is me to he? Gi- do you want me to give you a year or something? Like I feel like Lobby Lloyd would win or I feel like Bon Scott is hyper but he's quite small. I reckon he'd kind of like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. And be like all hype, but like Lobby Led would just be like, this is annoying and like punch him and then he'd like be done. But maybe Lobby Led would reasonable. be like quite peaceful and like within himself and be like, look, I don't care, cunt. And in turn, he'd be like, I don't want to fight. I'm going to put my money on Lobby. Mm. Yeah, I'll pay that. I'll pay yeah. that for sure. If you are calm and present and like on it, that's when like the best fighters happen. I know this because I'm the one Scott where I'm like, I'm so far in like short fuse. I'm just like, <laughs> Well, I was going to ask out of the three guys in the band, who would win a fight? Because Amy's out because she would automatically just like win. Mm, fuck, that would be fucked to watch. It's spicy shit. <laughs> be like, spicy. In my head I see like three fish. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Please stop. No, you stop. Just slapping. <laughs> like, yeah. slapping. Like, Wait, off, man, stop. I don't know. I feel like. There's something in Bryce. Like I feel this like is, this is too spicy. <laughs> Bryce is like a well, and I don't know how deep he goes, but I know that under the surface there's some fucking evil, and I feel like he could win out of just like Declan would like to think he would win, but I think that he, he's the biggest one, and I feel like he could definitely get some good hits in, but I don't think that's at all, which is dope. But you would chuck in a couple of strong elbows and like maybe like a choke. Out of all of that, who's on top? No comment. Because everyone's got something. Like Declan's got like the height and like the long arms. Everyone's probably got like pent up demons. <laughs> I don't know. I think they love each other too much. No comment. So, uh, okay, no answer to that one. We should get padded up sometime. Oh, that's going to yeah. be your next music video, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should get greased up, get in a fucking like, little bath. That's a sick idea. Right? Yeah, we'll get a jelly fight cracking. 
<laughs> I don't reckon he will come though. <laughs> We got to keep fucking, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, at the Arias, they like, they dressed outfit, us yeah. or whatever. They gave us like outfits at the Arias, which is fucking sick. Um, for 2019, yeah. For 2019, yeah. Um, do you ever wear yours? I've pretty much given away a lot of it. Yeah. I've given away a lot of shit. I've yeah. got my loafers. i got some good, i got some loafers. i got a tracksuit. i got some jewellery and shit. Oh, way to brag. I've given up. I've given up. <laughs> this, like, I reckon two beers in. You'll hear from like a distant echo just like, I'm a fucking Gucci model. <laughs> not even two beers. <laughs> yeah. I'm a model. He's not lying. I just, it's not a joke. You can call no, me a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not a liar. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I've been around the block. Senior citizen. <laughs> big time. <laughs> fucking big time. Yeah, get on the bench. <laughs> the fucking super coming in straight away. Yeah. yeah. Favorite punk bands from Australia? From the last or bands Sick. from Australia. Um, I mean, there's so from the last many, couple of years. Fucking fully. I'm just like, like fucking fully. I feel like fully. when we first started, like we played with like I really loved garage music and played with heaps of garage bands, like you know, like dumb punts and drunk mums and like that kind of you know, like that kind of evolved and stuff and like. Like all the kind of like Maggot Fest lineups were sick and I really like Sex Drive. I think they're great. Mm. I really like – there's this band called Nasho but I don't think they play anymore but I really like them. Yeah. Um, there's like a band called like Miniskirt um, which I pay them a fair bit. I really like Parsnip. Yeah. Spike Fox are awesome. Spike um, Fox so good. I really like yeah. Peter Bibby. I listen to a lot of – definitely just like kind of been mainly listening to like rap and hip-hop like intensely for the last like two years to be honest but um that maybe that's a stretch but a long time again it's like same kind of vibe where it's like I love going to see live music and stuff and like truth be told I don't actually listen to that much music but I love like chucking on like radio shows because like like it's like 
you know how like you go on Netflix and you try and like pick a movie and you just can't think any, but like if you just chuck on TV, yeah. you can like flick and you like enjoy it? Total Control was my first, or not even, I was actually, because I was thinking about it. Mm. I was trying to, I was thinking about it before coming in. My first like foray into Melbourne music at least mm. was, oh, well, even then, even kind of the Australian unders going on in Hobart mm. was like, Fuck, what was it? It was like I, I'd i been going to local shows. I'd been going to like a bunch of local shows and I was kind of getting into it, da da da, da and I was like wanting to start a band. Mm. And then I, I started a new job. Like the first week, in the first week there, I mm. met this guy called Richie. I ended up starting a band with later. And the first thing, and he was like, shit, and I really didn't, I didn't know anything. And he was just like, oh, da da, da. He's, like, he's like, you should listen to cunts. Yeah. So I cunts. So, so I fucking checked out cunts. After that, like That's through, funny. through him, he put me on to like other certain bands. And then even when I first met Declan at the Brisbane Hotel in Hobart, because my old band played with his old band. And I was like, oh, like give me some like uh, Melbourne bands to listen to. And I was trying to think. And he, he told me to listen to Grotto and he told me to listen mm. to Whipper. Oh, Grotto are great. So good. Yeah, and they're I, fucking awesome, both of them. Told me one other band, but I can't really, I can't remember who the fuck it was because I was thinking about it. But then after that, because then after later I met Bryce and Amy because I was in Melbourne for the first time. Mm. This is how I met him, by the way. So I was like asleep in that and they just came home from probably like Rebs or something. And I was just like walking down the hall. I was like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck is this? And like I could just constantly, like, every five minutes, I'm Gus from Tassie. I'm Gus from Tasmania. I'm playing bus money, literally. Dinner, we, we all jumped on our bed, the and crew then that was came there. And jumped on my bed and like woke me up and stuff. And then Gus was like, oh, yeah, like I'm oh, like trying to talk and stuff. Do you want to come? So he came for a coffee with me and we we're sitting at this like coffee shop just around the corner. And then he just kind of like passed out. And I was like, what the fuck? I kind of came to. And then I was like, okay, we're just going to like walk home. We like walked past to Coles and he like fist on it. I was like, this guy's fucking pretty out there, bro. But that was my like first introduction. But then meeting the band, I started coming to Melbourne every month for the weekend and stay with them. And I'd like go to Maggot Fest and shit Mm. and like fucking just do all that sort of stuff, Mm. which got me more and more into like like well into it. Yeah. Because before I was like, when I was in Tassie, before I came to Melbourne, I was like, Fuck Melbourne. I was just like, fuck all these cunts. Well, I was just like, this there, is so fresh. You listen to music anyway, you were saying. You were just well, going to the pub and having that. drinks. Like I'd already started playing music by this point. All right. Like I'd already, like I was in a, played at like two or three it's venues. So funny. But it's like Hobart's pretty, like pretty pressed for venues. It's like yeah. mainly Brisbane Hotel. Yeah. And then there's like the Pooh Bar. Did you say days. one of your favourite shows was like at the Brisbane Hotel? That oh, that was on? fun, yeah. That like, one where we played because I liked it because upstairs <laughs> there was like a red room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed by the simple things. <laughs> but it was no, just a sick pub but it was just fun because we like we were staying upstairs so it was a band then. Okay, speaking yeah, of oh, yeah, the- yeah. Like I was in the band then because like, I met Declan that way and then like after that first time Declan and Amy both booked – both money, my band. Mm. Like after meeting them, then they then maybe the next time I was up, they both booked shows for us. Because mm. I used to book it. Um, you know how the curtain used to have the release. Yeah, I booked for them for like a year or something. That's cool. Which was sick. But I booked bus yeah, money, and then you played at money. Cherry Bar too. I think. Yeah, what year yeah, was this? Two thousand sixteen. So that was when it would have been. It would have been two thousand sixteen. That was when Amal just started. Yeah, that. I reckon I would have started booking twenty fifteen, and then yeah. it like bled into twenty sixteen. Amal started like before I knew they existed. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, met them through that, and yeah, 
And then I, because I, I remember playing and then going to Power's launch afterwards. Oh, yeah, Power are good too. Mm. And it was, May, I think it was their album launch. And that was like the first like proper Melbourne show I went to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like, yeah, 2016 or something like that. Yeah. Or, fuck, maybe even 15. It would 15. have been 2015. Mm. I yeah, reckon, 2015, mm. maybe yeah. 2015. I reckon, yeah, I reckon you're right. I reckon like around June 2015 is probably when I started doing that. Yeah, right. Like, 15, yeah. not 2016. Something like that. Because I don't reckon I was in a band when I was booking. Yeah, right, true. Of it. But going, sorry, back to the original. Yeah. It, at the moment, like Australia-wise, it's like Dick Diver mm. and Low Life and like Royal Headache. Anymore. Yeah, I fucking yeah, love that yeah. shit. You still jam like, it. I still fucking smash it. Oh, it's great. Real yeah. hard. You've been involved in like the punk scene for the last couple of years. With COVID happening, like, in punk in 2021. Ooh, interesting. I mean, like, outside of the obvious, outside of the mm. obvious, like, you know, like seeing and also because, you know, we've recorded an album and shit. Mm. Like outside of, I mean, predictions, outside of, you know, seeing heaps of motherfuckers <laughs> releasing all their bedroom shit. Fresh, which <laughs> is fucking fresh. I, mean, I don't know. And then even now, like, with gigs firing up and shit again, but it's like pretty slow. Like I've seen mm. two, two even like, I don't know, hopefully like more fucking like DIY shit or like even like, I don't really know, hopefully more. I think sh- one year's done. Hopefully more shit like that or something new like that. So I just say, I like literally kind of predicted, eh? Mm. What do you guys have? Like, do you guys have anything planned for this year? Yeah, kind of. Like we worked on an album, which is on some stage, um, mm. but just, Fucking nothing huge. Like we got stuff cancelled in that I reckon will all get canned because like it's overseas stuff and I reckon it would just be kind of crazy to try and like. Well, it's kind of optimistic planning, right? Optimistic planning. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so fucking, it's just like Corona. We've had shit cancelled in and cancelled and cancelled in and cancelled. Mm. And it's like not even at any stage were we hopeful that it was going to happen. It's like, it's you know, we got an album coming out this year. At some point. Yeah. Once we, you know, put all the pieces together. Yeah. Mid-year, like, you know, that that's going to be coming out. Mm. And everything else touring. I think the goal this year is also getting way more regional. That would yeah. be so yeah. fun too. Like I'd love that, I reckon. Like, yeah, like, getting out to places so that we sick. haven't played before. Mm. It would be so fun to just like see different shit and like meet different crew and like the beach and that and like the sand and whatever. Because we were so turbo- for 2018, 2019, overseas. And then we barely, like, we played in Australia. Well, like, we played in Melbourne, 2019 because we were just so heavy overseas Mm. because it was so much. Yeah. And, like, like, obviously, like, just played the major cities. Mm. It was just, like, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth. Yeah, totally. Just, like, Adelaide, da-da-da, all that. So it's, like, now, like, with the opportunity, Mm. it's because, like, we can fucking play other places. Yeah. It can sometimes feel like a bit of a shame to just be kind of like disconnected from the Australian music scene because like we, all, we love all that stuff and there's definitely yeah. like still but it's like, oh, you know, that's what we love and they're like raised on and like our inspiration. Like we get take so much inspiration from it so it's kind of like, well, mm. it'd be, it's so exciting to think that you like uh, playing with that a bit more. You I know. guess as well it's a pretty lucky like st- uh, uh, standpoint as well <laughs> to be like looking back and playing in Australia scene rather yeah. than being like, oh, you know, we're super lucky that we have got to play overseas and learn that. Like that's sick as I reckon. Like I think the coolest thing about you guys is that like you'll still do things to support like the punk scene. Like even when like you did the calendar thing oh, and yeah. rocked up and you're like, 
Like I remember, yeah, you rocked up to the calendar gig to play a show and you were just like, you rocked up and you're like, I don't have any money and I'm hungry, you know, and you're like, you're rocking up to a show to give money to other people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully, yeah, fully. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah that shit's oh, the God, best as well. Like, it's, I reckon. Like, yeah, I think totally. we all are like super grateful that we're included in it because like in a lot of ways I feel like, I reckon I can safely say we all feel pretty uncomfortable but also stoked yeah, at how like uh, we're like, well, this is a surprise. But then it's like mad. It's mad ass. Now you remind me. Like <laughs> my friend, I had to fly back to Tassie the next day. Barely knew him at the time. Yeah. He put 10 bucks in my pocket and yeah. I found it the next day before I got on the flight. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, I can eat before I get it, like get on the plane. Why'd you buy um, a beer? Oh, I bought Maccas, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Modern Australian Underground. Thanks again to Gus and Amy. And don't forget that you can contact me at litmus.media. Keep listening to the rest of this episode for some bonus content. We should do a rap, but all we do is rag on Gus. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. fucking all light right. me up. But also, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'll I'll just get like a fucking terrible. And so I don't have to. Gus Roma, he's a motherfucking loner. He, 2 a.m. He wants nothing but good friends, but he, he is just a loner drinking on a fucking Sophie spritz. Alcohol levels are low, but he does not. He's a motherfucking thought. He is on the gram posting pics, but boy does not look hot. And he's redhead, Gucci model. That oh is all he reps. Uh, he only got regrets, smoking bongs, 2 a.m. Here he is once again, playing beats off his phone. He can't beatbox, he's alone. <laughs> he thinks he can play bass, but he barely has a face worth mentioning. I'll get him dancing on his grave. I look good while I'm twerking. His mommy asking for a little help. She 
is down in fucking Hobart trying to teach him about his health, but he never fucking listens. His skin, it fucking glistens in the sun. He's a laughter. Yes, that's sick. <laughs> Litmus Media.